Oh. Hey, you okay? Oh. Some damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? of the Flix Max podcast. So lock your doors, because here comes two ghoulish bastards, Scott and Terrence. Hey there, and welcome to episode 1,352 of Flix Max. You're a pod dirty that liar. rocks your bod. You're a dirty liar. It's actually season four, episode nine. I've been alerted by Scott. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm, I am Terrence. And I would be the aforementioned Scott. And, and we'd also like to thank our announcer, Misty Darling, for all yes. of her amazing voice work. Yes, and putting up with both of us. Yes. Yes. Oh, and, and this mean, will mean nothing to the viewers or listeners. Um, Flames just scored again. So it's four nothing now? It's four nothing now. Wow. Luke Good scored. Them. The old loocher. Yeah. He's only so, got two two years left on his, you know, six eight. six million dollar contract. Yes. So that's what everyone's tuned in All for. Right. Hockey talk. Coffee talk. Yeah. So what is you came you decided on the topic for this this podcast? So what is it this week? Well, I think it's only appropriate that it's the end of October. Mm-hmm. It's spooky, scary season. Yes. So this week's list is our top. Well, I guess it would be our favorite. Favorite. Halloween viewings, whether it's a movie, TV show, anything you Anything that we would watch at Halloween time. Yes. Halloween essentials. Yeah. That's actually, that's probably a well, much more better way to say what I just tried to say. Yeah. Halloween essentials. Yes. So, uh, but before we get to that, Mm -hmm. I think we should probably discuss our personal challenges yes so i will let you go right ahead okay so my personal challenge this week was to uh watch a shout or scream factory movie from my collection that i had not seen before and i picked a movie entitled someone's watching me and that would and that would be a John Carpenter directed TV movie that was released one month after Halloween was released at theatrically. Oh, that's not the Michael Jackson and um, Rockwell video. No. Watching me. Oh, no, okay. no, it's not. No. Okay. No, this, this, this would be something else. Yeah. This starts uh, Lauren Hutton and two John Carpenter staples of Adrian Barbeau and Charlie Cyphers are two. So did this predate Halloween? It it came, it was released on TV, premiered on TV one month after Halloween was released at the theater. Oh, okay. So they made them back to back pretty much. So. Gotcha. And it, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it's for a TV movie. I mean, there wasn't no blood or nudity or anything like that because it wouldn't have been a network tv at the time there's and, never yeah. really a lot of blood or nudity in john carpenter's movies anyways no but uh yeah no it was, it was decent it's just about a tv director and she's just being stalked and nobody's really believing her and she just tries to track down the guy 
herself or whatever. And yeah, it's yeah, it wasn't bad. And then and then I and then yesterday I watched a movie called Jackals, which was another show factor. So I was just showing off and just watched the second one. Just because. oh, look at me! I, I'm watching all these show factory movies. Ugh. Yes, I, I expect my medal in the mail anytime now. Pip pip, I'm important. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> so how about yourself? I do not recall what your Oh, right. I remember what it was. And speaking to you earlier in the week, it doesn't sound like you were faring too well. Well, my goal was to watch as many horror movies that I hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. But I pulled a treat or a trick or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I ended up watching as many horror movies that I've already seen a billion times again. So you pulled an audible and just did the reverse I, of your goal. I got up to the line. I saw what I was faced with. I called another play called yeah. the audible. Um, actually, I just, I honestly scrolled through Amazon and Netflix. There was nothing. And then I was flipping through channels and there was Texas Chainsaw Massacre Town that dreaded sundown and um, Nightmare on Elm Street back to back to back. So I just went with it. And uh, so I didn't really achieve my goal, but I did do something constructive with my time. Okay. And um, I got to say that Nightmare on Elm Street gets better and better each time I watch it. Like mm. I noticed different little things blah 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 um texas chainsaw massacre is what it is um it's uh very gritty sorry i just my that's okay kind of going a little wild here and uh town that dreaded sundown eh, it's no, okay this the sequel's actually not bad I don't mind the sequel. It's because it's kind of meta because it involves the first movie. Like they reference the first movie. Yeah. What I don't like about the original one is that right from the get go, because they're saying it's based on a true story, which is fine, but they tell you right at the beginning that this guy's never been caught. So there's no suspense throughout the entire <laughs> yeah. movie of whether or not they're going to catch this guy, how what's going to happen or any of that. So it's like, so you see this guy, you know, nothing, Whenever there's tension or something like that, when somebody's trying to catch him or anything like that, you're like, well, you know, he's not going to get caught because they already told you he hasn't been caught. So it's like, why do that with the narration like two minutes into the movie? Yeah. Isn't it like based on a true story or something? Yeah, it is based on a true story. Yeah. They just drop the ball right at the beginning and say, uh, yeah, he's still out there. Well, how about wait till the end of the movie? So then we know it's like oh is he getting caught now no we know he's not so and as a side note just while you were talking about the movies that you did rewatch from the last podcast till now i completed your original challenge without even trying and watched 12 new horror movies between our last there hasn't even been five days between recordings it's been a week jeez I guess it has been a week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, and I watched uh, Scream 3 last night. Mm. So I just watched a bunch of shit I'd already seen. So challenge not completed. Let's just say that. Well, but your heart was in it. Was it? I don't know. You Your heart was in horror, and so you just wanted to feel comforted by things that you were familiar with. I left my heart in Amarillo. Did you? Amarillo yes. by morning? Yes. Up from San Antonio? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, de I really put no thought into my next challenge. Okay. Um, so, uh, you go first. And in the meantime, I'll think of something. <laughs> so, you, so, it's not that you have, didn't put much thought. You haven't put any thought because you haven't come up with one yet. I put in a I put in thought into the sentence I spoke okay. about. So okay, so 
I and again, I didn't really. I had an uninspired as well, but before I did the random movie generator and came up with something, this time I did a little something different and did a random word generator. And whatever word came up, I would have to watch a movie that has that word in the title. So the word that popped up was bird. Okay. So I think the movie, I'm not going to say for sure, but the movie I'm leaning towards is Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which would be Dario Argento's Argento's first directorial effort. And that's the one I'm aiming to watch. Okay. So I just borrowed from your, um, the way you operate. Right. So I'm basically just going to generate a list of random movies. And the first one I have never seen, I'm going to watch it. I don't care what it is. You don't care even if it's some sort of like like Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen type movie? Nah. Nah. All right. So I just generated it. So Pale Rider I've seen, Pineapple Express I've seen, Who Framed Roger Rabbit I've seen. Prisoners I've seen. So there's a movie called The Accused with Jodie Foster. I believe that's Jodie Foster. Yeah, Academy Award winning role. Yes. So I'm going to watch The Accused. Have fun. <laughs> You'll never look at pinball machines again. The same way again. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Okay. But yes. Okay, well then that's that's your challenge. And, the accused and i did it you, you did it well done so i guess that that brings us on to our topic for this evening which will be pretty wide open and i'm sure we will have some overlap but uh yeah why don't you kick us off any listeners who have heart problems or a weak stomach better hit mute here is the most diabolical list ever Flix Max brings to you our essential Halloween viewings. All right. So basically, these are pretty much every cliche Halloween movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my first one is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, it's just I don't a know good if that time. one would be cliche, but I mean, it's 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 good it's just a fun fun little movie singing along transvestites um science a whole bunch of scantily clad women um it's just uh it's really fun watch and it's Mm -hmm. got like a kind of like a horror comedy feel to it so Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, and, and singing, dancing. Yes, singing, dancing. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Meat yes. Well, with for my for my picks, um, yeah, well, I think I do have some of the more you know common ones. But I think for me, my idea going in was okay. We obviously we we talked about this. We didn't want to have just oh these are our favorite horror movies. Like with Halloween, and you're watching scary. You want to have either that joyous feeling of Halloween through what you're watching, or something that gives you an uneasy, creepy feeling as well. You know to to go in with with Halloween, and also I didn't want to pick anything really long because you just want to have get that, and so you can watch as many as you can and just watch all these so um i don't really have an order here so i'm just going to put uh, the original evil dead um this thing like from when i was a kid this thing was just so creepy and you know the special effects were so low budget but extremely effective and it's just the way the undead looked in that always kind of made me uneasy the and sunken eyes and this, yeah and just all that and uh the 
the pen or pencil in the ankle scene was it's always been kind of like cringy but yeah. that's that's definitely one that's up there for me that's a good one mm-hmm. uh, my next one is ghostbusters i think this movie's on every one of my lists yes um it's like you know you can dress up as a ghostbuster for halloween no can i it's uh uh you know great great comedy silly nothing really scary about it just like silly ghost humor um bill murray so i don't think i have to talk about ghostbusters very much ghost head ghostbusters so uh my next one it's one that I might even watch tonight, but we'll see. Um, this one is just one of this one is one of my all-time favorite horrors, but it's just it's so. Again, it's I mean I I'm going to be overusing the word creepy because that's what this one is, and it's gory and it's keeps you on edge and it's suspenseful and just unsettling and it's uh, Event Horizon. Um, I watched you know, the, half of it the other night and fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's like a it's kind of like Hellraiser in space, but you know there was a Hellraiser in space, but this is the better version of that, and it's got a great cast and a great premise of this you know ship that opens up a wormhole and travels to hell and comes back and now the the ship is like a living entity and possesses people on board and the previous crew just absolutely destroyed itself um you know they show kind of clips of the video footage of what happened to the previous crew i remember watching that on vhs in slow motion and it is nasty (laughs) of everything the detail that they went into putting making the special effects for those scenes that they don't even really show is it's crazy and yeah it's um the sam neil is is great in it and um yeah it's it's one of my favorites yes 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 it is Mm -hmm. uh so my next one is nightmare on elm street just the original Mm mm-hmm um, like I mentioned, this movie just keeps getting better every time I watch it. Like, yeah. Um, you know, there's some spots in the movie that are kind of cheesy and mm-hmm. I don't Heather Langenkamp's acting's kind of fucking a little, That's little, bad. yeah. But, um, like Freddie is just like evil in this movie. That's the thing. I mean, I don't mind the later movies, but they rely too much on one-liners as they yeah. went along. Like they had every scene had to be punched by you know a one-liner from Freddy, and he. I th- always thought he was better when he was scary than when he. They tried to make him like comic relief. Yeah, and like the whole <clears throat> um, when Tina's murder. Yeah. Like. You know, it's one of the classic murders in in um, yeah in horror movies, right? Yeah that 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 scene bothered me as a kid, like her getting dragged all over the place and just seeing the slashes and all Spin that. Spin it spinning on the roof and all yeah. over the place and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, and then for the writers to use Tina the next day in um, Nancy's dream. Mm-hmm. And have her body in the body bag dragging yeah. down the hallway of the school, yeah. like that Jesus. image of her, yeah, her legs up in the air, being held up in the air by nothing and just being dragged along. That still that sticks with yeah. me. And of course, Johnny uh, Depp's death is just like a geyser of blood from his bed or whatever. That's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just it's one of those movies that you know, ten years ago I didn't really care about it all that much. Mm-hmm. Then I think we went and saw it in the theater. Yeah. And um, it just took on a different effect. Mm -hmm. So now, like, you know, 
I, I enjoy watching it. It's one of those ones I can watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was on my list as well. So um, I just piggybacked on yours. The uh, <clears throat> next one of yours, and this is another one that just gives you kind of an uneasy feeling because it, it seems like something, well, it says it's based on a true story, but obviously it's been elaborated somewhat, but um, I have uh, the strangers yep. on here. Um, just, low concept but executed really well is this couple that's on the brink of breaking up and and just these these strangers just start terrorizing them trying to come into the house and no explanation no reason why like that's like well the lift lift tyler asked one of the characters why are you doing this to us and she just answers because you're home and yeah. yeah, it's just it's just creepy. And I got the you know the the doll face mask and you know um the sack head bag, sack head mask, and just said yeah, these it's yeah, this it's just it's mean as yeah, it's mindless violence. But then Glenn Howerton is in it, shows up for like five seconds, gets his head blown off, and then that's it. Yeah. And then but yeah, and no, it's, it's the the trio of murderers, it's two women, right? And one guy. Yeah. Which is totally different from, mm-hmm. you know, usually it's just dudes, right? Yeah. But yeah, and then of course there was a sequel, which some people swear by the sequel, but I, I don't I don't care for the sequel at all. They tried to do too much with it. They like, they they changed it from like a home invasion movie and tried to make it more just like a straight out slasher yeah. type movie. And it just it didn't work. And uh yeah, no, the more contained aspect of the first one is really what made it effective. Yeah. And yeah, this, I, I watched that probably almost once a year. But yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, so my next pick is um, the SNL Halloween episode every year. Mm-hmm. Um, like every year they do, you know, it's usually a couple of weeks before Halloween, they do Halloween type skits and mm-hmm. um, and there's always one or two that are hilarious like David S. Pumpkins um, and uh, yeah it's, it's like the Christmas episodes yeah. of SNL it's just a little different and I think they raise the game a little bit for those episodes so yeah usually I, yeah they're the last episode before the actual holiday if you want to say um is yeah is, is the host and then they have usually a compilation episode as well of like the yeah. best of all the halloween stuff and or best christmas stuff and yeah those are always always good yeah so it's just something that i watch every year without even realizing it so mm-hmm. speaking of snl you know this is a segue and again um i didn't watch the whole thing but did you see that they had a new uh what's up with that I did on this last week. Yeah, that was yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and how you know how uh, what's his face was convinced that Lindsay Buckingham was still there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that was good stuff. Anyway, that's only for people who are familiar with that segment, but it's it was nice to see you again. Um, so my next one I'm going to have, which is probably on your list, and I know we've spoke about this before, and this just might be one of the best horror movies from the last 20 years and that's the witch Um, i did not put the witch on my list no no it's it's not it's a movie that i have to be in a certain mood to watch Mm -hmm. um i don't really it doesn't really relate to halloween with me because I think it's, it's that, with, it's that with good, witches and stuff you know? like that. I think I think it's just because it does create that an unsettling feeling and unknown and just yeah yeah that I mean that for me just really makes it and yeah it's just it's just haunting and just yeah I mean so well executed and acted and I mean a, a movie opens up with the pretty much pestle and mortar of a baby. Um, yeah. That's you're going, you know, you're in for something after that. 
And yeah, no, it's it's one of those movies that I can watch. Like you said, you said you need to be in a certain mood. For me, watching, starting to watch that movie puts me in the mood to watch it. So it's not yeah. like something I'm like, oh my, I'm like, if I catch it, I'm like, okay, I'm watching a little bit, and I'm like, okay, yep, I'm into it now. And uh, but yeah, it's good stuff. God fearing. Mm-hmm. My uh, next one does involve a witch sort of um it's halloween three season of the witch mm-hmm. um it's basically like halloween gone wrong silver yeah. shamrock masks evil um kids are dying yes but it's so ridiculous that like just the song alone is ridiculous the yes. silver shamrock theme yeah um yeah it's just they have the advertising that people have to be home to watch a, a, a commercial yeah um at a certain time after trick-or-treating and if they do that i mean unbeknownst to them their mass will get triggered and turn yes. their whole head into bugs and mush and all that kind of stuff yeah but like yeah. it's it's the unofficial third movie in the Halloween franchise, but mm-hmm. we all know how that kind yeah. of plays out. Um, but I mean, it's it. I mean, it's on what, its own. It's it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, and and it is in theory, it's what John Carpenter envisioned for the series because he didn't want to keep doing Michael Myers. Yeah, he wanted an anthology, basically. So. Yeah, you want to have a new Halloween themed <clears throat> movie every year. And they're like, no, no, you have to do one more Michael Myers. And then he's like, fine. And then Halloween 3 came out and people like, what the fuck is this? And so then they went back to Michael Myers. So they hated it. Yeah. But now it's revered. Like, people Yeah, it's love got it. a huge cult status. Yeah. Um, and Tom Atkins. Just horror legend. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's okay. my. All right, then. Okay, I'm going to go with a a musical on my next one. Uh Uh-oh. And it's going to be, and it's a controversial choice because some people might not see it as a Halloween movie. But based on the director, he says this is a Halloween movie, so piss off. I don't think he said piss off, but, um, and it's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I thought about it. But then it's more Christmassy to me. But it's about a town. It's about Halloween Town and all their preparations for Halloween. And yes, they find Christmas, but then they Christmas still doesn't fulfill it. So they try to combine Halloween and Christmas. So it's still it's a Halloween movie. They have a song called This Is Halloween. So they're saying this is Halloween movie, basically, is what they're saying. Well, I I get it. I get yes. it. Yes. And it's it's so beautiful to look at. Like the stop motion is so seamless and so you know Tim Burton didn't direct it. It's got his fingerprints all over it and design and everything else. Um beautiful songs performed by Danny Elfman. It gets and, in your head. Yeah. The movie gets inside your head. It's really catchy and really great. And um, yeah, it's it's something I try to watch most years. It is a great, great little film. Yes, it's probably my favorite animated. I'd yeah. say. Uh, so my next one is Exorcist. Um, it's probably the most gut curdling, you know. Yeah. Um, polarizing movie one of the most polarizing movies ever mm-hmm. um they just put a lot of effort into it to make it fucking creepy and scary um and it's just one of those movies that you know it's like uh why am i watching the exorcist by myself right well i'll tell you why because it's amazing so and it's a uh, good, spooky, scary fun. Yes. Well, another one that's spooky, scary fun, and this is 
probably one of my favorite slow burns. And this might be the only slow burn on my list. And that's session nine. Well, the witch is kind of a slow burn. It's not, but it, more things happen at the beginning than it's not. Everything's not at the end. Like session nine, it's like nothing happens pretty much till the very end. But like it's you know just the location of an old of an abandoned psychiatric hospital, and these guys are just doing asbestos removal, and you know this guy starts listening to old interview tapes, and I think that people just start resonating and awakening the 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 hospital and these guys start getting like possessed and affected by it and uh it just leads to this violent fury of an ending and it's yeah it's it's haunting and and just extremely creepy you scared and, yeah. um at the time i probably was but i'm not as scared. scared now i'm not as scared now but yeah, no, it's um, you know, if if you're uh, if you're a David Caruso Caruso completionist, then it's it is a must see. Um, I have seen it, mm-hmm. but that's not because I'm a David Caruso completionist. No, okay, because you're a uh, Josh Josh Lucas completion completionist. Bingo. Yep. Do it. Uh, so my next one is Halloween Two, the original. Um, it's got everything you could possibly need in a in a Halloween based horror movie Um, kids biting into razor blades Mm -hmm. kids getting hit by cars uh, you know um, Michael Myers running around town we find out that Laurie Strode's his sister it's much more violent than the, the John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, when I was a kid, it had one of the most impactful scenes on a, on a young adolescent boy that you could possibly want in the hot tub scene. Mm. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think so. I, I haven't um, seen it for a while, but yeah. Um, Sam Loomis is a dead shot and shoots yeah. Michael Myers in both eyes. Yeah. Um, one after another. Um, so yeah, Halloween two is just, uh, it's one of those movies. It's not a lot of people care for it, but I think it's a great continuation mm-hmm. and it's sad that they're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. The new timeline pretty much tells yeah. you to ignore it um okay um i'm gonna go with one that i had fully marked off but now i'm going to decide to put at it and that's um bram stoker's dracula um it's a great epic gothic horror just beautifully directed and so many great camera work and camera tricks and stuff um gary oldman is just i mean I mean, for lack of a better word, Gary Oldman was just like sexy as the vampire. And yes, and and Winona Ryder is is beautiful, and their chemistry is great. And you know, if you can forgive Keanu Reeves' accent and just ignore it, and just let the rest of the movie happen, um, Anthony Hopkins is batshit crazy as Van Helsing. Um, Tom Waits, of course, is batshit crazy as uh, Renfield, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a gorgeous haunting movie. So there, I really like the way they use the lighting in that movie, mm-hmm. creating the shadows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so my last one is Trick or Treat. Uh, the sort of anthology movie. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of got three, four different stories. But uh, yeah, there's a lot more overlap. They all, they all yeah. intertwine with each mm-hmm. other, though. So mm-hmm. it takes place the same town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It's gross. Um, it's got like a 
funky little main character and Sam, who's like a Halloween goblin who yeah. punishes people who disrespect Halloween. Yeah. You don't follow uh, Halloween rules and legends. Right. And yeah. Um, and the one story about the school bus and the, the rock quarry mm-hmm. is, is genuinely creepy. It's pretty um, disturbing. Yeah. And um, it's basically like Halloween just put into a little ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it, I'd like to see a sequel eventually, but there, there's talk of one like um, the, the writer director, Michael Doherty, I think is, yeah, is talking about doing a sequel. So, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously it would just be, additional stories because i don't think anybody really survives i mean they would bring back sam yeah and he he would be the connective tissue but uh obviously yeah most most of the key people in the original one die so yeah yeah um but yeah it's uh okay it's probably the most halloweeny movie on my list anyways so yeah i had that one on my list too so i won't uh I'll just piggyback on yours. And so I'm just going to end on, I guess, another one of my favorite horror movies. Um, again, another John Carpenter. Again, another Sam Neill lead performance. And this is In the Mouth of Madness. Um, again, this is... God, I got to find a, a synonym for creepy because that's, this is, that's what this is. And it's a great great concept of this author's books when you read it you become i guess possessed by the author's words and the author has created this this town hobbs end i think it's called and um but it's not really um fictional it it does exist and he's like kind of the leader in there and so sam neil's trying to find this town and find out the coming up stop the you know upcoming apocalypse and it's just so many i think it's certainly very lovecraft uh inspired the creatures in there a lot of tentacles and stuff like that and uh yeah it was good i mean remember the first time i saw it i was like wow holy shit that was freaky and um it became one of my go-to movies to recommend to people who are looking for something scary. And I remember this one time when I was working at a video update and one of my employees was like, Oh, she's having this, this girlfriend over and they wanted to watch some scary movies. And so I recommended that one to her. And the next time I saw her, she like yelled at me. She's like, well, I didn't want something that scary. And, uh, but it was, it's, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I've probably, quadruple dipped this movie pretty sure i had the vhs i had the dvd i had the blu-ray and now i have the screen factory version of the blu-ray and i have no regrets buying it that many times it's it's that good you should watch all four copies simultaneously at once should. once i'd have to I have to dig out my uh my vhs player and my vhs to be able to accomplish that though but yeah so there that's that's the end of my my list and Excellent. our lists. I don't have any honorable mentions because yeah, no. I mean, I've I've got other movies I could mention, but it's it's not worth it. I mean, we they would just be tacking on things for the sake of tacking on, and we don't need to do that. Oh, other actually, you know, I will. This is something. This is off my list. I usually like to watch a bunch of random repeats of uh, Treehouse of Terror. Or tree, okay. tree house, yeah, from the Simpsons things. I just there's some so many classic ones, especially the Nightmare on Elm Street one is just so classic and has one of my favorite lines ever in a Simpsons is when they have the thermostat and then there's is that the, the one note. where Willie Willie is Freddy Willie is Freddy and there's the note on the wall by the thermostat that says don't touch you know comma Willie and so Homer reads that as you know don't touch Willie oh good advice and then he turns up the thermostat um and it's yeah there's just so many of them are so tongue-in-cheek the shining one or the shinning 
is a classic. Use your shin part. Yeah, and then again, they do a Bram Stoker's Dracula one in there as well. And uh, yeah, it's those are just classic. They they really pull out all the stops. Like I like SNL with their Halloween stuff. Um, Simpsons really, you know, really get their best their game going when it comes to the Treehouse. Yeah, it's good. Episodes. I, I don't think I've watched a new episode of Simpsons in years, though. Mm. I don't know. All right. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe you should. All right. So it can, now it's time for pick up the pod. But... I'm not sure why I did that. As we have a theme. I don't know why I had to think I had to sing it. Didn't add Sorry. anything. Maybe I should just omit the theme this week and just go with yours. And and then put it on loop and add a backbeat to it. Hey everybody. Quiet down, please. These two jerks have an opinion. Here is this episode's pick of the pod. All right. So do you want me to go first? You know what? Why not? Uh, so my pick of the pod this week is Dune, the new okay. the new Villeneuve epic interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen um, David Lynch's Dune. I've never read the book, so I basically have no. The only th- stuff I really know about Dune came from um, George. Jordowski or Yadorowski student, yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. Um, so that's the only real exposure I've had to Dune. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I had like zero expectations. Um, mm-hmm. And Dune's like one of those things where Dune fans of the book, like they're very, you know, how it works, right? They're very protective of the yeah. source material. Um, but yeah, I. It was very entertaining, um, well-paced, good acting, uh, and just good sci-fi. I, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I can definitely see like a franchise coming out of this. Well, part two has already been greenlit. Yeah. He wrote it on purpose because there's just too much in the original book to try to cram into one movie. So he purposely made it where it could be split. And, well, it's uh, it says right in the opening titles, Dune mm, Part One. Right. So, um, the only thing that it needed was more Dave Batista. Right. Um, but I'm sure we'll get that. And, in part two. Uh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Looks weird without a beard. Jason oh, Momoa. Momoa, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't really know what it was all about. So. Right. Um, good concept for sci-fi. What had better sandworms this or Beetlejuice? Uh, this one Beetlejuice for sure. Yeah. Um, the sand, I'm sure there'll be more sandworm stuff, but basically in this one, you just kind of see the sandworm moving underneath Mm-hmm. And then, like a big close-up of its like, yeah, mouth or whatever. Yeah, kind of uh, looks like a lamprey. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the Beetlejuice sandworms are better. Okay, maybe not as dangerous, right? But or maybe just as dangerous. I maybe. don't know. Maybe, I mean, one did get Beetlejuice, so yeah, that's true. All we have to do is say his name one more time and he'll show up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my pick of the pod was Dune. Dune. Okay. My pick of the pod is entitled The Guilty, but not the Jake Gyllenhaal one that's on Netflix right now. Mine is the the original Danish version of that movie. Um, It used to be on Netflix. But then I think Netflix removed it because they're like, no, we paid all this money for Jake Gyllenhaal to be in the remake. So we don't we want you watching this one, not the original. Anyways, I took it out of the library because I wanted to see it before watching the the Gyllenhaal one. And uh, it's yeah, it's extremely tense and twisty suspense thriller. Um, It's about a cop who has kind of been 
taken off duty um, from the field and is now working as like a 911 dispatch operator while his um, case has gone to trial. And he gets this phone call from this lady who can't really speak directly to him because um, he's think she's being kidnapped. And so he can only ask her certain questions and she can only answer them in a certain way because of her captor. And it just develops from there. And he's because he's been a cop, he's trying to solve the case and do more than like a regular dispatcher would because normally they, they get the call hand it off and then move on to the next call but he's really invested in this and there's a lot of twists and turns and it goes in a way that you're not prepared for and it's it's yeah it's a really it's a really good movie if if the Hall one the story-wise sticks to the original then it should be a pretty good story and still a good watch whether or not the the tension and all that kind of stuff is going to be played out the same hard to say but if they are true to the original story wise then it's probably still a, a good watch so this gyllenhaal is usually pretty reliable i think new ones directed by antoine fuqua who's uh pretty reliable as well so i'll probably fuqua. end up watching that fuqua so yeah so that's that's my pick of the pod that was scott's pick of the pod brought to you by Pepsi pick of Zero. the pod unofficially no, it's official now. I did tell you. We got we got uh we got sponsored. Did they give us any money? No. They they gave they gave us Pepsi. I'll get it I to you. I didn't get any Pepsi. I'll get it to you. They sent it to me. So yeah. Um so now's the time where it's my turn to reveal the next the next topic, the next theme, the next list and you have no idea what i'm going to do and this one is not one that i phoned in i thought about this and went you know what that would make a good one and this is biggest disappointments like movies you've been waiting for that you've been anticipating to see whether it be an original film you're excited about a long-awaited sequel you're looking forward to and it's just ones that let you down when you watched it. So basically, like every Star Wars movie that follows the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, except for um, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. That's my yeah. list. Okay. <laughs> Done. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's, uh, I've already right. got a couple. I've got I've got a few non-Star Wars ones in mind. So let's just omit Star Wars because that's too easy. Yeah, and I don't I don't even know if I've I don't even know how many times I've seen the part one, two, and three. I think I've I've seen Phantom Menace twice and only clone and revenge, maybe only once each. So I don't even I don't even think phantom menace is the worst of the yeah i think attack of the clones is it the worst star wars movie ever made it's terrible so yeah so that's uh that's that's my that's my choice for next all right recording so um anything else you want to talk about Mm -hmm. or not really throw out there anything else no no actually I'll, i'll throw one out i rewatched for the first time in probably over 20 years, I rewatched um, the original Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Obviously, it's it's a it's a great movie. I somehow I remember it being more like a surrealistic kind of dreamlike weird type thing but no it's it's got a pretty straightforward story that that's got its own twists and turns and stuff like that and certainly the atmosphere is very weird but um yeah it's it wasn't at all what i remembered and what i saw was was awesome and christopher lee is just you know his nice baritone voice and so commanding as and uh 
but yeah, no, it was a, that was a good, good flick. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I rewatched that. Are you going to rewatch the Nicolas Cage remake now? I would have to watch it first in order to have it a rewatch because I have never seen the Nicolas Cage version. So it's not very good. That's what I have heard. So um, if yeah. he remade it now mm-hmm. with the wild shit he's been doing lately, right? Maybe. You know. Have you heard about this next Nicholas, one of the next Nicholas Cage movies that's coming out? No. It is a high concept movie. Let me just look up the title here. It's going to be Nicholas Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal is in it as really? well. Yeah. Um, it is called. The unbearable weight of massive talent is the name. Oh, Jesus. Nicholas Cage is in it playing himself. Okay. P- Pedro Pascal is an obsessed fan who's a billionaire who forces Cage to relive his famous scenes and characters from previous movies. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be something special. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and that comes out next year. Man, he's just banging him off, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, I watched Prisoners of Ghostland. It was okay. Mm-hmm. But, and more, more batshit wildness from Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, uh, that is something to look forward to. Yeah, I, that's... Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so, if, I, if I was a billionaire, I'd probably fucking pull some shit like that too. Yeah. So yeah, all right, I guess, I guess that is the end of the podcast. All well, right. Well, this particular recording, not the podcast as a whole. Yeah. No, we'll yeah. be back. You'll yeah, we'll be back, so you can stop your tears. So, uh, yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Mm-hmm. Be and, safe. Uh, and... Signing off for Flix Max, the pod that rocks your bud. I am Terrence. And I would be Scott. So, uh, toodles. Toodles.